Thank you for joining us for True Wisdom. We welcome you back, Andrew and I, and I welcome Andrew. Welcome, Robert. And since we've been doing True Wisdom, we've covered a lot of stories in the Bible. Um, which story would you say most closely relates to True Wisdom? Which story relates most closely to True Wisdom? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. <clears throat> I would say the one with um, Queen of Sheba when she comes up to speak with Solomon. Ah, I would have picked a different one with Solomon. Why, why did you pick that one? It's the one I remembered first. <laughs> <laughs> so I would I would pick the one where he actually prayed for wisdom, and the Lord granted him that plus more. Right. A lot of times we go after the plus more, but we don't pray for the wisdom. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, the the thing about that one was, if there were demonstrations of the wisdom apply um visible to others manifested to others mm -hmm. yes and and yeah it definitely carries on from that wonderful mm -hmm. so how does our theme relate to true wisdom well our so our theme if i can remember where i'm supposed to be our theme comes to us from proverbs 9 9 and 10 and it says Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 9, 9 and 10. Excellent. I believe it is your turn to pray first, and when then we can jump right into the devotion. Okay. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the goodness to us, the wisdom and understanding that we need. We pray that you'll grant it unto us and grant it unto our hearers and help us to rightly divide your words of truth as we enter into the Bible reading now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So what are we going to be covering today? Um, let's cover, let's go to Second Kings chapter 12. We've done a part of this story before. All Second right. King. Okay, Second this is Kings. Jehoash or, or Joash. Um, we spoke about this in, in um, when we talked about Athaliah, right? We did the story from the Athaliah side, and then he reigned. Well, we never did his story. Now we're going to do it because it's going to be very interesting. And we're going to start in Second Kings because we can get through this fairly quickly. Um, but there's, there's more to the story. When you're reading the Bible, this is an important point. When you're reading the Bible to learn something, you should search for as many places as you're going to find the information you need. Don't just you know, you're coming across and you say, oh, wow, there's a story here. Let me read it. You read it all. You, you spend some time. You digest it. But then you leave. Because if you leave before checking where else that story is, you may be missing something important. And we're going to show that today if you happen to come across this, this story in 
Second Kings. All right, which chapter? Chapter 12. We'll start, we'll do the whole thing from verse 1. And I warn you, there's a missing comma in verse 1. <laughs> All right, Second Kings chapter 12. In the seventh year of Jehu, Jehoash, Jehoash began to reign, and 40 years reigned he in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Zibia of Beersheba. And Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord all his days, wherein Jehoiada the priest instructed him. Okay, pause. That's a very interesting statement. And, and it's a rare statement. We don't often get that. Nope. Okay, we get so-and-so did right in the sight of the Lord like David his father, almost like David his father, not quite like David his father. But we don't get this one. Did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days wherein he was instructed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Verse 3, but the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. Okay. It's important for us to realize that the Bible does not have needless commentary. Every word of God is pure. Every verse is important. You may not see the importance right away, but it's going to show up. And in fact, Bear in mind that verse 3 is critical. We're going to get back to it at a later point. But I just want you to understand, he did that which was right during the time Jehoiada was, was alive and instructing him. But they, didn't, they did not complete a, a... They did not initiate a complete reformation, is what I want to say. Okay? Mm. So there were still some high places that people were using and there was still some stuff that was going on. They got the bulk of the people to come and worship back at the sanctuary, but some scattering groups of people were still doing other stuff, and no one dealt with that. Okay. Yes. I guess we should also point out the sacrifices in the high places were not to God. Correct. And uh, this is verse 4, and Joha... Jehoash said to the priests, all the money of the dedicated things that is brought into the house of the Lord, even the money of every one that passeth the account, the money that every man is set at, and all the money that cometh into any man's heart to bring into the house of the Lord, let the priests take it to them, every man of his acquaintance, and let them repair, repair the breaches of the house, wheresoever any breach shall be found. But it was so that in the three and twentieth year of King Jehoash, the priests had not repaired the breaches of the houses, of the house. Excuse me. Now remember, when did he begin to reign? Um, he was seven years old. Mm-hmm. And it was also the seventh year of Jehu. Okay. So and so now, the 23rd year, he's 30. So from 7 to 30, he asked for this early on, and now, even though he's 30, it hasn't been done. Mm-hmm. 
Then King Jehoash called for Jehoiada the priest and the other priests and said unto them, Why repair ye not the breaches of the house? Now therefore receive no more money of your acquaintance, but deliver it for the breaches of the house. And the right, pr- stop, stop taking money if you're not using it. Right. Use what you already have. Right. And the priest consented to receive no more money of the people, neither to repair the breaches of the house. But Jehoiada, the priest, took a chest and bore a hole in the lid of it and set it beside the altar on the right side as one cometh into the house of the Lord. And the priest kept that door, put therein all the money, and the priest that kept the door, put therein all the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. And it was so, when they saw that there was much money in the chest, that the king's scribes and the high priest came up, and they put in the bags, and told the money that was found in the house of the Lord. And they gave the money, being told, into the hands of them that did the work, that had the oversight of the house of the Lord. And they laid it out to the carpenters and builders that wrought upon the house of the Lord. And to the masons, and hewers of stone, and to buy timber, and hewed stone, to repair the breaches of the house of the Lord, and for all that was laid out for the house to repair it. Howbeit there was not made for the house of the Lord bowls of silver, snuffers, basins, trumpets, any vessel of gold, or vessels of silver, of the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. But they gave that to the workmen and repaired therewith the house of the Lord. Moreover, they reckoned not with the men into whose hand they delivered the money to be bestowed on workmen, for they dealt faithfully. The trespass money and sin money was not brought into the house of the Lord. It was the priests. Okay. Now, we see this, we saw this later in the time of Josiah. It's the same thing. They didn't have to. Um, they didn't have to have micromanagement of the people who were managing the money. They ended up with faithful workers, and those people used the money appropriately. And they didn't have to come back and say, "Okay, I gave you a hundred talents. What? How did it get used?" No, these guys did the work, and when they received money, they did work, and the work was done faithfully, and nobody had to ask questions. That's, um, hmm. All right. Verse 17. I am just trying to see how, in what I do for a living, I work with quite a uh, a number of churches. And it always amazes me how often the people don't deal properly with the churches. Um, where they they put the church, money becomes such an issue for the workers that they put the church in a bad situation. And more often than not, I and my team have to go in and fix. And then we're held to a much higher account trying to fix what the people did unfaithfully. And so I'm just reading this. And Uh your statement was they found people who dealt faithfully. And there I, you go. I, my question is how, why so often that the first people the church encounters 
or maybe it's not the first people, but the people whom the church encounters do not deal faithfully with them. Correct. Correct. So it, it just, it gave me pause there for a second. I'm trying to figure out what's the difference between then and now, why it seems so many churches. I mean, I can, I can tell many stories um, where a church was just dealt with improperly and they didn't even realize it was until the things don't work. And then they bring us in to look at it. And within a few minutes, I can tell you, well, this was done incorrectly. This was done improperly. This was done poorly. It's no great, I'm not beating my chest that I know a lot. It's just how are they being dealt with so unfairly? That's the question. Remember when, you know, remember when we did the story about how did um, the children of Israel end up making that that uh, pledge to the Gibeonites? Yes. Yes, yes, they asked yes. God to consult the Lord. Yeah. God is not going to go out of the way necessarily. He can and he has. But he's not going to go out of the way necessarily to prevent you from getting into trouble you chose not to ask him about to avoid. That's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, there's not enough prayer. Um, and you and I both could encounter a situation we both worked on, whereas we left, we said, why didn't, yep. why was there no prayer done? Yep. Yeah. All right. So I'm at verse 17. Then Hazel, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gath and took it. And Hazel set his face to go up to Jerusalem. And Jehoash, the king of Judah, took all the hallowed things that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahazah, his fathers, kings of Judah, had dedicated, and his own hallowed things, and all the gold that was found in the treasures of the house of the Lord and in the king's house, and sent it to Hazael, king of Syria, and he went away from Jerusalem. Hmm. Wow. Verse 19, and the rest of the acts of Joash, they changed his name here, and all that he did, are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And his servants arose and made a conspiracy and slew Joash in the house of Milo, which goeth down to Selah. For Josachar, oh, that's right, Josachar, the son of Shemith, and Jehazabad, the son of Shomer, his servant, smote him, and he died. And they buried him with his fathers in the city of David, and Amezah, his son, reigned in his stead. Okay. That's quite a turn. That, that, that was pretty quick. Yes, it is. And when I read it, I thought, there's more to there's this There's got to that. be more to the story. Right. And I happen to know that there was more to the story. I just thought it had been in this passage when I was incorrect about that. But I happened to know that there was more to the story. I was intrigued by, wait, how did we get here without any other info? So remember, we have this ending section, this conspiracy that arises for who knows what. And we have the high places. Okay. Mm-hmm. Slide on over to Second Chronicles since we're dealing with the king of Judah. Second Chronicles chapter 24. 
Second Chronicles 24. All right. Okay, but we're going to start around verse 15 because the rest of it would be largely a duplication of the of the other information. Um, actually, starting 14, there's, there's a reason. All right, verse 14 of Second Chronicles 24. Mm-hmm. And when they had finished it, they brought the rest of the money before the king and Jeho- Jehoiada, whereof were made vessels for the house of the Lord even vessels to minister and to offer withal, and spoons and vessels of gold and silver. And they offered burnt offerings in the house of the Lord continually all the days of Jehoiada. Okay, pause a second. Remember before when we were in Kings, it said they took this money, gave it to the workmen, but they did not set aside any money for the um, furniture of the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And you could look at that and say, oh, they left the furniture out of place. No, here they elaborate and say they gave all the money to the workers. And when the workers were finished, the money that remained, they converted to the, to the, to um, the vessels of the Lord. The vessels. Understood. Okay, so that's back when money was, was money and you could use it as raw materials too. Right. <laughs> Just melt it down and make something else out of it. Yep. All right. Verse 15. But Jehoiada waxed old and was full of days when he died. An hundred and thirty years old was he when he died. Mm -hmm. And they buried him in the city of David among the kings because he had done good in Israel, both towards God and towards his house. That's quite an honor. Yeah. And, and. In Israel here means the tribe, because obviously this is Judah, so they're not in the north. Right. Verse Verse 17 17. is very interesting, but it's tied to verse 3 of 2 Kings 12. Now, after the death of Jehoiada, came the princes of Judah and made absence to the king. Obeisance. I've never pronounced it that way, you know. Obeisance to the king. Then the king hearkened unto them, and they left the house of the Lord God of their fathers and served groves and idols. And wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem for their trespass. (laughs) So the king basically, once the priest passed away, he let them turn uh, towards other gods. Yeah, because the because the princes wanted to. So you can see how much of the kingdom was held back by the high priest. Yeah. So I I have often looked at stories in the Bible, and you're like, okay, good king, da 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 da, twenty years, thirty years, forty years, dies, country in ruins, and I'm like, what? How did that happen? Like how so quickly? Yeah, because it was festering underneath. These guys didn't want to oppose the high priest, didn't feel like they could oppose the high priest, but they weren't keen on all of this worship, even though they were clearly participating in it for the longest. In public, as soon as the high priest dies, they come to the king and they're like, uh, listen. 
But but why? Yeah. What would make him turn so quickly? What would make mm. him allow that? I mean, you do see that he never tore down, and it's interesting. I, the priest never pushed him uh-huh. to tear down the high places. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's a lesson in that. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. Don't let things linger in your life when you can get rid of them. Yeah. Verse 19. Yet, this is, we're talking about God again. Yet he sent prophets Mm -hmm. to them to bring them again unto the Lord, and they testified against them, but they would not give ear. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest, which stood above the people, and said unto them, Thus saith the Mm -hmm. Lord, thus saith God, excuse me, thus saith God, Why transgress ye the commandments of the Lord, that ye cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he hath also forsaken you. And they conspired against him, and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king, in the court of the house of the Lord. Yeah, that's that's a turn for the worse. When you when you um when you're killing the people to warn you of, of why things are going wrong for you. Yeah, but look at who that person was. Yeah, the king, and look at where he did it. In the court No 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 no. Mm-hmm. Yes, the court the court part is important, the king part is important. But who is the person that rose up to warn him? Yeah, the son of the same priest that they that they elevated that and they, buried with the kings. His life. Yeah. How quickly he turned. Which and and this is an important. So I'm glad you said that. One of the concerns that I have that that's one of the concerns I've had in ministry in a general sense, and one of the concerns that led me. To these podcasts. While Jehoiada was instructing him, he walked in the way of the Lord. As soon as Jehoiada wasn't instructing him, some knucklehead comes up and instructs him, he walked in that way. He had no backbone. As long as he was surrounded by good people, he was in a good place. The moment he wasn't, he could not stand on his own. My greatest concern, one of my great concerns, is that I will come and I will teach and instruct and advise, and assist, and someone will get it. But they won't understand it foundationally for themselves. They'll accept it because I said it. They'll accept it because it sounded good when I said it. And I will leave, and someone else will come and sound good saying something else. And so the basis for what we do here is to help people to walk away with an understanding of what the Word of God says for themselves. And they can apply these principles that we're showing throughout all the rest of Scripture on their own, even if we never do a podcast on the topic, on the area where they look. Yeah, I um, I think about that also in the context of the verse that uh, the very elect would be fooled. Now they don't have to be fooled. If it's, it were possible, if, if it, it were, were possible, possible, if it were possible, the very elect, which still means that a lot of people are going to be turned, a lot of people are going to be twisted, and we can see how easy it is in this day of 
uh, the internet. One, you can start a rumor, you can start something fake, and people, they not only believe it, they embrace it to the point where the same people who will reject all forms of religion will race after this other person to the point of it becoming their religion. Yeah. I mean, we make, um, I know that's not the point of this podcast specifically, but to the point we make jokes about, um, not we, in general, humans make jokes about how you follow a God you can't see who doesn't talk to you. But fringe people on the internet who don't even put their own picture up, they just spout Mm -hmm. context, they just spout things out of context. They just spout, oh, such and such is going to happen, and people flock to it. They've never met this person, mm-hmm. never nope. spoken to them directly, never received a direct word, and they'll flock to it. <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. So you stopped me at verse 21, but 22 is so powerful. Yes, it is. Thus Joash the king remembered not the kindness which Jehadiah his father, this is Zechariah's father, had done to him, but slew his son. And when he died, he said, the Lord look upon it and require it. Wow. Mm. So that is Zechariah saying, as he's being stoned, the Lord look upon it and require it. Justice. Is that what that means? The Lord look upon it and require it? I took it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. You took it to mean what? Well, I was going to question when it said he said, I was trying to figure out if they were talking about Joash or Jehadiah. But the beginning of the sentence does say, and when he died, he said, right. the Lord right. look upon it's it and require it. Yeah, it, it can be confusing, but if you understand what was said, then you know who is the one who said it. So Joash didn't remember the kindness, and he slew his son. And as he was dying, that as the son was dying, the son said, the Lord look upon it and require it. Mm. Mm. And it came to pass at the end of the year that the host of Syria came up against him. And they came to Judah and Jerusalem and destroyed all the princes of the people from among the people and sent all the spoil of them unto the king of Damascus. For the army of the Syrians came with a small company of men and the Lord delivered a great host into their hand because they had forsaken Mm -hmm. the Lord God of their fathers. So they executed judgment against Joash. And when they were departed from him, for they left him in great diseases. Interesting. His own servants conspired against him for the blood of the sons of Jehadiah the priest and slew him on his bed, and he died. And they buried him in the city of David, but they buried him not in the sepulcher of the kings. Isn't that interesting? That's respect, or lack thereof. Okay. Verse twenty. And of course, they named folks. Right. They named the folks again, but, but look at it carefully. Johadad, the son of Shemith, an Ammonites, an Ammonitus, mm-hmm. and Johazabad, the son of Shimrith, a Moabitus. 
That mm-hmm. is interesting. Yes, it is. So he had servants of non-Israelites. Yes. And they conspired. But more wow. Yeah. And, not, and the two things that stand out here is that the mothers are named. Yes, yes. The mothers are named. Not the fathers. It is the mothers that are named. And we see elsewhere, in fact, at the beginning of, of this passage, in the king's instance, no, here too, in the beginning of this passage, the mother's name is named. Uh-huh. Right? Zidba. Zibia, excuse me, of Beersheba. So here we have non-Jewish women who they may have been, because they were working for the king, they may in fact have been uh, proselytized, right? So their ancestry is non-Jewish, but they may in fact be working among the king. They had close access. Yeah, they could have been married to Israelites. Yeah. Exactly. Um, But they... They, on account of all of this, they executed judgment against him. And it doesn't look like it doesn't seem like they had to run for their lives. His son just reigned in his stead, and there's no account of his son taking Mm -hmm. action against them. Uh, Nope, that's not true. Next Uh, next verse, next next chapter. Mm -hmm. You can do verse three. And it came to pass when the king, aha, that's right, that's right. I was thinking of a different story. When the kingdom was established to him, that he slew his servants that had killed the king, his father. But he slew mm-hmm. not their children, but did as it is written in the law in the book of Moses. Okay, so that's this interesting on so many levels, but there's a, there's a lesson mm-hmm. to be learned in that. Um, mm-hmm. David didn't raise his hand against the Lord's anointed. And right. for that, he was spared. He was, you know, he received a blessing. Mm-hmm. While on the other hand, Joash raised his hand against um, a priest. And for that, he, mm-hmm. he, he was dealt poorly by his own people. They left him with diseases, yeah. number one, and then they killed him. Yeah, the Syrian, and and notice, remember, the the Lord allowed a small group of mm-hmm. Syrians mm-hmm. to defeat his made his big army. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't this uh, in Chronicles it doesn't mention him gathering up all the 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 gold and the items from no, the, the house of the Lord and giving them away. Does not. Okay, and look look also at what it says. Um, look at read verse twenty three again. <laughs> we'll close on that. <laughs> that is interesting. And it came to pass at the end of the year that the host of Syria came up against him, and they came to Judah and Jerusalem and destroyed all the princes of the people from among the people, and sent all the spoil of them unto the king of Damascus. Yes, those were the same so, princes who who had created this problem. Right. So the Lord will 
he will do what he has to do. Yes, he will. Now, you say that. Remember we had the discussion about the tithe not too long ago? Yep. And, and the issue is we continue sending tithe to a bad place. And the, the Bible, my argument is the tithe is the Lord. God will deal with people who aren't dealing with it rightly, but you can't take your own action in terms of correcting those people. Right? You can't try to be zealous for God in that way. So look here. When the princes moved, influenced him into idolatry, and when he went and killed the people that were raised up to warn him, the Lord sent the Syrians to deal with him and them. And non Israelites. And then. Hmm? And non Israelites. Yeah. And then people rose up from his own family and slew him. And while that solved the problem, those people were crossing their own line to fix the other problem. Mm -hmm. So when his son leans in his stead, his son slays them, but not their children. Right, right. So his son, even though he did as verse uh, in chapter 25... Verse mm -hmm. 2, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. He still knew enough to follow the law of the in the book of Moses, where the Lord commanded, this yeah, is from verse 4, that the father shall right. not die for the children, neither shall the children die for the father, but every man shall die for his own sins. Right. The, the not... The uh, not with a perfect heart means that he messed up later on. Yeah, yeah. But what? I, yeah, but what we'll I? Get... I still mean that they, it wasn't a. It wasn't with perfection that he started. He didn't. According to the Bible, Joash, mm -hmm. uh, Jehoash, started better because he had a glowing um, assignment. You have to read it properly. It's just as long as Jehoiada was alive, but it seemed like he mm -hmm. started better than how Amazia was pronounced to have started. And yet, um, he, he knew, Amazia knew enough to follow the rules, to follow the right. law. All right, so you were going to give your final word? Yeah the, yeah, the final word is, A, we need to let God take care of things that are... There's certain things that we're called upon to take care of, and there are other things that we need to allow God to take care of and just follow his instruction, even though it doesn't look good, right? And pray for discernment. If you aren't sure where that book boundary is, pray. But we have these examples. The other thing is we, um, we realize that if you don't take care of an issue, if he had removed the high places, the influence those princes had might have been reduced entirely to the point where they wouldn't have um, created a problem for him. Because remember, he reigned 40 years. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, imagine that those princes are younger than him by the time that situation comes up, because it's a possibility. If if he had gotten rid of that early on in his reign, that next generation wouldn't have that to go to, and they wouldn't come and influence him in this foolish way when the time came. True. The last point is that you cannot reward evil for good. Just yeah. don't do it. Yep. Yep. 
<sighs> All right, let me pray us out. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for this lesson um, that's here with just a little bit of cross-reading. We're able to learn the full story of how one of your children started out so well with proper guidance and yet fell so far once the guidance was lost. We pray that as we have these same opportunities in life, we will remember our guidance, our proper guidance, and stick with it and um, get rid of the high places in our lives as soon as possible. Uh, continue to be with us. Bless all those who listen and, and share with others so they can also listen and help us to remember the Bible principles as we continue to read. Amen. Amen. All right. So, Andrew, tell us about your podcast, which I'm quite sure will go more in depth into this or other topics. So my podcast is Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. You can find it at biblestudy.asbzone.com. We, we run the, the podcast on the same platform here. It's available on well over a dozen um, podcast platforms. So if your favorite podcast reader or listen, you know, what you listen to is Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, you can listen to, um, you can listen to it there. And same principle here. Uh, we go into lesson study and we also do other Bible stories in depth, um, prophecy, different kinds of topics of that sort, but a lot of companion stuff to what we're doing here. And the mission is always to help people have a closer walk with God themselves, for themselves, not just listening to us, not just listening to anyone, being able to understand the Word of God for yourself. All right. So on this podcast, if you'd like to reach us, uh, email us, truewisdom at spaceage-llc.com, or you can reach us on Twitter at truewisdom underscore pod, P-O-D. We thank you for listening, and we pray you will be blessed. <laughs>